This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is time for Mock Draft 1.0 here on Take Command. Logan, does it feel good to be back in the war room? If you're watching uh, on d- YouTube, you got the draft in front of you. It does, man. It's exciting. You know, like, uh, and again, like, the draft is so funny. I had, I had a coach tell me one time, and I didn't even think about this, but it's so much prep. It's 400 guys of prep for, like, five picks, you know? And so, like, this is always just a reminder. Like, all that work for just such a such a small thing. So, yeah. And we, you know, you do, you run a bunch of mock drafts if you're a team to try to do a bunch of different scenarios. And I will, I will tell uh, the listening audience, I did a test run to make sure I remembered how to use this little mock draft simulator. And lo and behold, when I hit start draft, I was very confused because Caleb Williams was on the board. Uh, We're going to let, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to let the uh, computer pick for every other team, not Washington. So Logan and I, we do mock drafts later on in the process. We'll pick for everybody. Yeah. But for today, for mock draft 1.0, we are going to go through pick 40. So we'll get the, the commander's first three picks. We will let the computer pick for everybody but Washington. Also, we are going to pick as ourselves. We're not trying to anticipate what Adam Peters and company right. will do. We're going to so do really. what we would do at these spots. Right. I mean, they don't know what they're going to do yet. So, you know, their guests, their guests would definitely be better than ours. Uh, but uh, it, it is, we're, we don't have any Intel. We're not doing this based off information. We're doing this based off of our thoughts for positional needs and what we think of the players and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, when I hit play on, on the first one that I did as a test, uh, the bears <laughs> took Drake may. And I was like, sure, I'll take Caleb Williams at two right, select. Right. Um, I doubt that's going to happen again. I guess we're about to find out any other uh, disclaimers or things that we want people to know before we dive uh, in. And, and we'll, we'll go through a couple of picks as we go through the list that are surprising to us, you know, of the sim just to give some context. But yeah, it's yeah. You know, computers picking. So, yeah, so we'll we'll definitely give some feedback. We are using PFF's mock draft simulator, uh, which is obviously going to lean into their rankings. If we used another mock draft simulator, this might come out differently. Uh, that's all the background. Three, two, one, Logan. Time to start the draft. All right. Uh, the team before us, the Chicago Bears, has taken Caleb Williams, which wow. leaves the top player. I know, stunning. <laughs> stunning. Especially after they didn't on the last one. Um, so that leaves top players on PFF's board uh, just to, from a position or a positionless uh, standpoint. Marvin Harrison, Drake May, Malik Neighbors, Joe Alt, Brock Bowers, Roma Dunze, uh, Cooper DeJean, the quarterback, uh, cornerback out of Iowa, 
Uh, on down the list, obviously, Jaden Daniels is going to be someone that we're going to consider. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, the top two edge guys. Uh, but Logan, I think I think that we are both in the camp right now that quarterback is the way to go. Uh, yeah. But it, let's let's play the game for a second. If you weren't going to go quarterback, what would you do? So if I wasn't going to go quarterback, I would try to trade back. Obviously, that'd be the first thing I would do, right? If I could trade back out of this spot, I think that'd be excellent. Again, because uh, you know, if you don't love one of the quarterbacks and someone else does, they're going to pay a lot to move up for that spot. And I look at right. all these dynamic playmakers. You got your Marvin Harrison Juniors, your Malik Neighbors, your Joe Alts, like those guys, like. Joe Alt and Marvin Harrison are really easy projections to NFL starters. So let's say you got one of those guys at five, for example, right? And you got another pick in the first round, and you're able to draft another dynamic playmaker. You know, name your guy. Because I do think there is a lot of talent in the top 120 picks of this draft that you should feel good about. So if you could add picks there and add a pick next year, I think that's 100% the way to do it. But, you know, like, I think it's going to be really hard, honestly, to pass up on a quarterback at two, especially because I think you're going to fall in love with one. I think the staff, I think teams on the league are going to fall in love with one of these guys because I've already fallen in love with one of them. And um, I don't know how you feel, Craig, but I think we should probably take a quarterback. Or do you want to trade I, back? I think so, too. So my dream scenario, I was telling you about this the other night, and, and you were very excited about this. My dream scenario is that the quarterback that we don't fall in love with or that Washington doesn't fall in love with is the one New England falls in love with and that someone else is also in love with that guy. So essentially what you can do is trade back one spot because you can call New England and say, hey, you like Drake May, right? And they're like, yeah. yes. And it's like, okay, we want, we want Daniels, but we are comfortable trading back to five or whatever else because we think we can get someone else that we really love and the, let's say it's five because that's the Giants, right? Yeah. Uh, or the Giants are at six. So like, hey, we don't love our guy that much that we wouldn't trade out and go back to six. So if you want Drake May, you got to make a trade with us mm. at three. We'd rather go back to three than six. But if you don't make the trade with us, we're going to trade back to six and the Giants are going to take your guy. Now you get to fleece New England out of something, move back one spot, still get your guy and get an extra asset. That's the dream scenario. But you yeah. also can't overthink it. You don't yeah. want to lose your guy. And you could get played by New England and they could wind up stealing your guy uh, from you. So I think that if if you like one of these quarterbacks, you just don't mess around. You make the pick. And I think that's what I would do. I, the, I would also point out just from an informational standpoint, if you want to get an extra first in this draft, Arizona is the team you want to trade with because they right. are sitting at four. They have Houston's pick 27 and I actually wonder, like, would this trade get accepted? Four and 27. Yeah, it says would likely be accepted. So four and 27 for two. Mm. That's that's very intriguing, especially yeah. if you're going to wind up at four getting Marvin Harrison Jr. or Joe Alt. Or maybe can you convince Arizona that they that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to get drafted by someone else like that to me is the ultimate scenario. But. I do think I would probably just draft a player. And I think that player is the same guy you want to draft. Which is who? Who's your guy? Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is my guy too. I, you know, and again, we're still early and quarterbacks are hard to evaluate. And again, the difference between them is very small. But they're just in that 2023 season, he was awesome. And again, he turns down open receivers to run the football. He's not a perfect prospect. But there's something about it, man. The ability to make plays when you need to make plays. There was something, you know that reminds me of the playmakers at the position in the NFL. And I just thought 
that's the guy. And it was a down year for Drake May. I acknowledge that. 2022, he looks awesome. But, you know, I'm, I, the recency bias is high for this. So I would probably go Jaden Daniels. I would too. I just, I look at the way, you know, you can't punish him for having open receivers, uh, especially when all he does is put the ball in stride to the open receivers down the field. Like that accuracy still yeah. is accuracy. Even if he doesn't have to make as many contested throws, he's going to have to make at the next level. He also doesn't throw the ball over the mi middle of the field as much. That was kind of the offense, but you do see him hit throughout some of the, the season, yeah. like some backside digs and like those throws are there on his tape. They're just not as frequent because of the way the offense is called. The thing that you obviously need to figure out is like mentally, how is he going to operate in this offense? Right. It is a space read type of offense. It is not a, prog a pure progression type of offense or sorry, a, a coverage reading kind of offense. So like how does... How does his ability to read your offense match up with his skill set? Um, that's the question. But from a physical tool standpoint, great arm strength, great accuracy, unbelievable explosiveness as a runner. Does need to learn how to not look like a cartoon character when he gets hit. Yes. Um, but other than that, like there's a there's just a ton to like. Yeah, a ton to like, and uh, you know the middle of the field thing. I think is 100 percent valid. You know because I think that's one thing Drake May does really well. Um, but I do think he's accurate and he's not afraid to be aggressive with the football. And again, he's thrown to some really good receivers, but I like the aggressiveness that he showed, right? He's not all the time, but I like the tight window ability. I think there's some value there that, that seems to translate better than the NFL level. And again, it, the draft's a crapshoot, but if I had to pick today, which is what today's February, whatever. It's four, like, February 14th. Don't tell Valentine's your wife that Day. you don't know what today is. Valentine's Day. And uh, if I had to pick today, I'm picking Jaden Daniels, but I do reserve the right to change my perspective <laughs> on this as we get closer to the draft. For sure. And the last thing I would say about Jaden and the air raid and specifically Cliff, think about what he did in Arizona. It's like, let's get yeah. Hollywood Brown. Let's get DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I want to push the ball outside to my receivers. That is how he ran that offense. It wasn't an and offense that ran a ton over the middle of the field. So when people draw the point. the RPO connection and the personal connection to Caleb, the air raid connection to Drake, I'm like, I don't know. You want a guy who pushes it down the field on the outside, outside the hashes? Jaden Daniels, bam, that's your guy. I will say when I was watching the film last night, pulling clips for for the show, one of the things that came out to me was like, they are, he, or I don't know if this was, if this was a Cliff thing or if this was a Kyler thing, Anytime on the backside of three by one, they're running goes. They're not running backside digs. They're running goes. Goes or comebacks. And and I, they got so many explosive plays because like on the backside of three by one, even if it's cover three, they're going to play match or man coverage to that single receiver side. So if you've right. got a guy over there like Terry McLaurin, like Jahan, a guy that you think can win those consistently, they had um, A.J. Green and Hopkins, obviously, just Decent. ripping by people. And they found a ton of explosive plays. And when you watch LSU, there's a lot of similar similarities there in terms of that deep ball accuracy, that touch to layer it in over the defender and give your guy a shot in the right position. So I think that's a great point. In addition to the, the quarterback running stuff, in addition to the RPO stuff, in addition to uh, some of the play action pass stuff, that deep shot aggressiveness is something that I think you see in the air raid all the time. And you see it in Cliff's offenses, especially the last time he was calling plays at the NFL level. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
So the card has been sent in. Jaden Daniels, that is our pick in Mock Draft 1.0. All right, we'll now watch Drake May goes three, uh, Marvin Harrison fourth. Uh, if you Pretty want to pause at any so point, far. yeah, Roma Dunce. Uh, I set this That's, on slow so we could kind of go through it. Malik Neighbors, I'll stop it for sure at 10, but if anybody yeah. sooner. Uh, Cooper DeJean, the corner out of Iowa, seven. Nate Wiggins, corner out of Clemson, eight to Atlanta. Olu Fashanu, nine to Chicago. And then the Jets take Joe Alt. Um, so that is where we are through 10 picks, Logan. Anything uh, super of note there? Yeah, I don't think Cooper DeJean goes that high. I think Cooper DeJean's an excellent, an excellent football player. I think he's... Like he's so fun to watch. He returns punts. He's got great ball skills. He's got great instincts for coverage. I think the combine's going to be big for him. His film's awesome. Like his film's amazing. But is he a safety? Is he a nickel? Is he kind of that hybrid Buffalo nickel linebacker? Because in college he plays all of them and he's good at all of them. He plays outside corner. But like, what is his role? And again, that lack of elite athleticism is a little bit makes me a little bit nervous. And I think athleticism is a wrong thing to say. Because he is a tremendous athlete, like his coordination's off the charts. But mm. you know, is he does he run a four does he run a four five or does he run a four three? And I think that'll really affect his draft stock. So I don't know if he'll go that high. Also, Joe Alt going after Olufushanu, little surprising. I feel like Joe Alt's a lock. Um, but I think the other picks in that in that range are, are pretty spot on. They they feel like guys that'll go there. Obviously, no. Did Brock Bowers go in the top ten? I forget. Uh, no, we don't have Bowers yet. So that yeah. that's one guy. But that's the thing is like you get a positional run on receivers, you know, Harrison, Adunze, neighbors, then corners, Dijon, Wiggins, and all of a sudden you're looking at a Brock Bowers outside the top ten. Like some one of these guys is going to fall. You can't have twelve top ten players. That's how it works. No, and I think the other thing about the storyline there is only two defensive players in the top ten. I think that's how it's probably going to go. I think the receivers in this class are awesome. So I think you're going to see a lot of them go early, a lot of them, and, and often. Like, and I so I think that feels very realistic because honestly, that's the best, probably the best position group in the draft class this year. Yeah, for sure. And there's going to be more to come. All right, let's continue on hit play resume draft. Vikings on the clock at 11. They'll take Brock Bowers. There he goes. Uh, 12, Bo Nix, QB4 off the board. Uh, Dallas Turner to the Raiders. Uh, by the way, Nix to the Broncos. Talisi Fuaga to the Saints. Uh, Jazaran Newton, or J sorry, Jerzon Newton to yep. the Colts. Terry and Arnold to the Seahawks. Uh, Latu Latu, your guy, UCLA to Jacksonville. JC Latham, the tackle uh, out of Alabama to Cincinnati. And then Jared Verse, uh, edge out of Florida State to the Rams. Uh, and then Kenyon Mitchell, the corner out of Toledo to the Steelers. So in those 10 picks, Logan, what stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Bo Nix going 12. I, I, I understand that that's kind of the hot thing right now. Is it A.J. McCarthy going there? Is it Bo Nix? It'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out. Obviously, they're looking for a quarterback. They're looking for a young guy. And people are pretty polarized on Bo Nix. I, I was pleasantly surprised by his film. People are pretty polarized on AJ McCarthy. His film, like obviously the athlete, the physical ability is there. I just the consistency is hard to find because he's only thrown the ball like 150 times in college football, you know, so not a lot of throws right. to kind of get your evaluation. But the athlete, the tools are there. But again, it, it, anytime you've got kind of these really polarizing opinions on a guy, 12 just seems way too high. And I think you were telling me in your first mock draft that you did. Um, AJ McCarthy's there in the second round, right? Yeah, and JJ so, McCarthy going like fifty. JJ, uh, I yeah. think, and when I I did that, the one where Caleb Williams fell to second. 
So crazy. Yeah. So so that that's kind of the, the story. Anytime a quarterback goes, that's surprising. Obviously, Talisi Fawaga is one of my favorite offensive linemen in the class. Not surprising. I think Dallas Turner is interesting. He's such an interesting prospect because he's immensely physically gifted. He just moves and bends like kind of like very Von Millerish, but like mm-hmm. not always has the best plan. And so like it's totally a projection. So I would probably take Latu or Jared Verse above him. But again, I that is not surprising to me that a team would fall in love with his ability. And obviously the corners, Quinion Mitchell and Arnold, I think are really exceptional fo- football players. Quinion Mitchell was the standout at the senior bowl. And I think he's going to be an excellent football player. So no, no surprise that, you know, a guy that was maybe a second round player now going top 20 strong senior bowl with strong college tape at a smaller level. That's what that'll do for you. So um, off the top of your head, is there anyone on the board right now where you're like, I would give up capital to go back into the first round and get him uh, knowing that, you know, kind of what's coming in these next 12 picks. So, you know me, Craig, and we've done a lot of shows together, done a lot of draft talk together. I'm not a big fan of giving up capital for a guy, even if I have a really high evaluation on him. So a guy that I really like is Darius Robinson. I love his film. I loved him at the senior bowl. Like I've talked about him glowingly at every, every facet, but I'm not going to overvalue my evaluation on him. And because I think there's other good football players that, and I want to make sure I can get two good football players instead of one good football player, right? I agree. That's ultimately yeah. my thought. So uh, we'll see as we go through here, but there's really, it, it'd have to be a very specific situation, you know, like obviously for quarterback. Let's say we traded out of that top spot, for example, and there we took a receiver, an offensive lineman, and there was a Bo Nix or a Penix or a um, JJ McCarthy. JJ, yeah. Then you'd probably, I'd consider trading back in. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I would say. If you have a quarterback that you love, and especially if you trade it out sooner and you pick up a little extra capital, that's buying you. You know, you're playing chess. You're thinking one or two moves ahead here, where like you trade back a crew capital that you might use some of to trade back up later, because that fifth year option on a quarterback is so valuable. Slash, do you make sure you get your guy at the end of the first right. round? All right. So with that, let's let's go twelve picks. Let's finish out this first round, yeah. and then we'll get into the second and the commander. So the Dolphins on the clock at twenty one. Uh, they take uh, Marius Mims, tackle out of Georgia. Kool Aid McKinstry, all name team cornerback, Alabama to the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, center out of Oregon to the Texans. Troy Franklin, receiver out of Oregon to the Cowboys. Your guy Tyler Guyton, tackle mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma to the Packers. Brian Thomas Jr., receiver LSU to the Bucks. Braylon Trice, edge Washington uh, to Arizona. Ennis Rakestraw Jr. Uh, who is the cornerback out of Missouri to Buffalo. Kamari Lasseter, corner out of Georgia, well-liked by a lot of folks. Uh, He is going to the Lions. Lad McConkey, wide receiver out of Georgia uh, to the Ravens. So a couple of Georgia guys. Uh, But Jordan Morgan and then Byron Murphy, uh, the defensive uh, lineman out of Texas. They go the last two. So, Logan, Real quick, let's t- pick pick a guy or two that you want to talk about, and I'm going to reload this draft, uh, and and we'll get to the second round. Yeah, I mean, obviously the tackles going there, I think, are it's, this is what it's going to look like, and they're going to be the guys that indicate the draft. And uh, Tyler Guyton, you know, with the Pro Bowl, with the Senior Bowl that he had, is going to go probably first round, right? The thing I love about that draft is that there's some good football players still on the board, like Lad McConkney going to um, uh, to Baltimore. I think is he's an excellent receiver, slot receiver, going to be an excellent pro. But that means that an edge, a tackle, gets pushed to the commander. So when you see picks like that, uh, Morgan going to um, 
going to San Francisco, I think is a really interesting pick because he's probably a guard, right? Would he add value to Washington potentially? But I think he's a better fit for that scheme there in San Fran. So again, that pushes players that, again, I think are better fits here in Washington to us. And I think that's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. So obviously, uh, you know, lots of, lots of things there in that last 12 that shape the, the, the first two picks of the second round for the Washington commanders. 